Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive. And together our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I pray this morning that light and understanding will come forth in the word of God. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. This morning, um, Apostle has graciously given me the liberty to teach for an hour, 40 minutes. Um, And I'm starting out by telling you how long you'd have to pay attention. So you're not looking at your wristwatch. All right? So I've got my timer here, so we will be on time. But you need to pay attention because we want to start from the scratch and get into the finish on the law of abundance. Um, We're looking at the subject of kingdom prosperity. Now, it's important that you follow me as I teach because this is one of the misunderstood and abused subjects in the body of Christ. Now, the fact, how many of you know that people drown in water? You, You know that people drown in water? Do you still drink water? Why? I mean, if people drown in water, it simply means water is bad. Am I right? Okay. Do you know some people have car accidents? But do we still ride on cars? Do you know some people die in their sleep? Do you still sleep? So what that means is that the fact that there was a bad experience does not remove the fact that something is good. So when you hear prosperity, the first thing is not to attack it. It's to find the balance. Are you following this now? So this this morning we're talking about kingdom prosperity. And pay attention to my use of words. I did not say prosperity. I said what? Kingdom prosperity and the laws of abundance. Go with me first of all to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 28. And um, I really want to appreciate uh, Apostle Dennis Basili again because the schedule of the conference, I mean, when we started talking about the conference, was the fact that they would also teach alongside. That was the agreement. Uh, It takes a lot of humility for powerful men, women like them, to just say, hey, you know what? You go ahead and teach. We just want to learn. That's big. Let's appreciate the Lord for that. That's big. That's big. Praise God. Are you with me in Genesis 1.28? Remember what I said about paying attention to the word. Now, let me tell you something. The... Getting to prosper is you understanding this message. It's not you hearing it, 
is you understanding it. Are you following this? If you don't understand it and you just hear it, it will do you no good. Hearing and understanding are two different things. So you must listen with the aim to do what? To understand. And uh, my brother and my sister that are getting married, you listen to this and pay close attention to this because this is where the balance of your money is. It's not in anybody's pocket. Are you following that? So you can get your needs met beyond and over. Praise the name of the Lord. All right. Genesis 1, 27, 28 says, God created man in his own image. And in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Now, you must understand that this is God's original plan. Man created in his image. Now, when man was created, the first thing God did to man is big. God blessed them. The first, first 28, my brother, the first interaction between God and man was the blessing. That, that's the first thing. The first words man heard from God was be fruitful. That's the first word. That's the first word. And multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Now understand this. The first word man heard from God had no lack in it. Absolute dominion. So listen to this. Listen to this. Adam had to be taught to be poor. He doesn't understand it. He was created in a, in, a, in a garden that had four rivers flowing into it, had abundance of trees, had animals. So he did not understand lack. The challenge with you is you know lack, you don't understand abundance. You grew up with people telling you not enough money, not enough this, this is pricey, this is expensive, and so you are built and born in a consciousness of lack. So that's why you have to learn prosperity. If you were born in prosperity, you have to learn poverty. Are you following this? So the consciousness of Adam was be fruitful. First words he had was be fruitful. Multiply. So there was no other option. There was no other option. He didn't understand anything else except fruitfulness. And multiplication. And subduing. And having dominion. Are you following this? So when Adam saw the lion, he wasn't afraid. Because he didn't know fear. When he saw the elephant, he wasn't afraid. He didn't know fear. Adam wasn't bothered about what he was going to eat. Because he didn't know that there's anything called not having enough. Because when he saw rivers, he saw four rivers. He saw beds. 
So galaxies, everything God created was in abundance. And the first words he heard was be fruitful. Then he got married. Uh, uh, he got married. And this beautiful woman called Eve likes to stroll, just have time by herself. You know, those time by yourself that the devil talks to you, learn, learn, this is serious now, learn not to be by yourself and be paying attention to the devil. Most battles are lost when people say, I want to be by myself. That's where suicidal thoughts come. That's where lustful thoughts come. That's where all kinds of thoughts come. The devil can't get your life if he doesn't get your mind. Praise the name of the Lord. So he had this alone time. And the devil initiated a conversation. Eve bought into the conversation. And we know what happened. Man sinned. Man fell. Now, where did poverty come from? Genesis chapter 3. Like I said, we're tracing it from the beginning so you can have an understanding. So in Genesis chapter 3, we know the fall of man. Verse 17. Then to Adam, he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife. No voice listened to leaves you without a consequence. No voice listened to leaves you without what? A consequence. Who you listen to determines your destiny. When Adam listened to God, fruitfulness was what he walked in. When Eve listened to Satan, they walked out of the garden. Every voice is taking you towards God's purpose or taking you back from his purpose. No voice leaves you the same. So, he says... And have eaten from the tree about which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat from it. Listen to this. Please, please pay very close attention to this. I beg you, don't miss this. God did not curse man. God did not curse man. God cursed the earth. There is a curse system on the earth that has not been lifted. Man was redeemed to walk in the blessing in the midst of the curse. So the curse was not a man, but the curse is on the earth realm. Are you following this? The earth realm is controlled by the God of this world, Satan. So uh, you must understand that whilst we are carrying the blessing, this is a cursed earth. Are you following this now? So you have to superimpose the blessing on the earth if not by default you walk in the curse. So he says cursed is the ground because of you. 
What is the curse? The next word. In toil. In toil. In toil. You will eat of it. Now, he wasn't supposed to eat in toil. Now, pay attention to this. It does not mean you will not eat. But how will you eat? So, most people feel because I have something to eat, I'm walking in the blessing. No, it's not about, and and I'll show you that even though Esau was cursed, Esau had enough. So, having enough is not kingdom prosperity. Kingdom prosperity is, did you get enough by toiling? How did it come? Because you can literally not be a Christian and be a billionaire. But how did he come? Did he, did he come through toiling? Did he come through losing your marriage, losing your soul, losing your morals? Because the curse means that if you have to eat, it has to be in toil. And then he goes on to say, um, all the days of your life, both thorns and tissues, it shall grow for you. Now understand this, that the earth was not designed to bring forth thorns and tissues. It's not designed that way. The curse made it that way. Alright? Now it says, and you will eat the plants of the feet by the sweat of your face. So when people, when I look at people, I look at their face. Is it by the sweat of your face that you're eating? Then, then something is not right. You know, some people work so hard and the blessing doesn't show in their life. Now, what I'm teaching is balance. I won't have time to go there, but please, I would like you to get this book, Prosperity and Increase the Missing Link. I talked about hard work here and relationships and some of the things I will not teach this morning because I've already written them in the book. But listen, we don't work hard with sweat in our face to eat. That's a curse. Adam was to till the garden, right? That was hard work. But it wasn't with the sweat of his face. Look at your life. Laboring for years. Where are you? You go to work every day. Trying to make ends meet. You are not Alpha. You are not Omega. You don't have the capacity to make ends meet. You stay in Christ. And he who is the Alpha and the Omega will cause ends to meet. Are you still here? Alright, let's read on. Let's, let's look at the curse. It's important to look at the curse. It says, By the sweat of your face you will eat bread till you return to the ground because from it you were taken for you are dust. The word toil, pay attention here, means pain. Pain, labor, hardship, sorrow. Or oh, you know that word? Sorrow. Pain, labor, hardship, sorrow, toil. Now, what's an example of the curse? What's an example of the curse? Let's, let's take a look at this. What's an example of the curse? Haggai chapter, chapter, chapter 1 verse 6. Haggai. Haggai chapter 1 and verse 6. Are you still here? Say amen if you're here. All right. Haggai chapter 1 verse 6. Look at this. Interesting. You have sown much 
and done what? But you know, this is contrary to the laws of harvest. If you sow much, how should you harvest? So if you sow much and you harvest little, then there is a problem. So the curse sometimes is not because you're not sowing much. The curse is identified by the fact that your harvest is not correspondent to your labor. Your harvest actually should be much more than your labor. That's the blessing. The blessing is I walk 50%, I reap 100%. The curse is I walk 100%, I reap 20%. There's work in both, but the blessing increases the harvest. Are you still here now? Let's look at this again. But there is not enough to be satisfied. Look at that word, not enough. There is not enough to be satisfied. There is not enough to be satisfied. Hey, hey, are you, are you seeing this? You're not satisfied. Not enough. How many of you have more months than money? <laughs> right? Not enough to be satisfied. You drink, but there's not enough to become drunk. You put on clothing, but no one is warm enough. Look at this. Look at this. He who ends. Employed. Gainfully employed. And wages. To put it in a purse with holes. So your life is not a reflection of your wages. Because there's holes in your bag. So you work hard and you put it and it disappears. I don't want to go there now because that's towards the end of the message. But do you know how, maybe we'll just read it. Do you know how God said they should correct this? It's very simple. See how God said you can correct this. Verse 7. Thus says the Lord, consider your ways. Go up to the mountains, bring wood, rebuild the temple, that I may be pleased with it and be glorified. You look for much, but behold, it comes to little. When you bring it home, I blow it away. Why? Declares the Lord. Because of my house, which lies desolate, quite each of you runs to his own house. Do you know how God says you can solve this? Seek the kingdom first. Matthew 6, 33. Hagar chapter 1 verse 9 is the Old Testament version of Matthew 6, 33. God says, if you put my kingdom first, then you would walk in abundance. He says, consider your ways. So what makes people poor is their ways. Are you following this now? We will get there. Let's build gradually. But that's... that's, uh, I want us to understand the curse. Let's study the curse. You have to study the curse. 
Uh, why? Because if you have an enemy, you have to know what the enemy is. Most people are broke, but they don't even know they're broke. Because they are friends with people who are broker. Is there any word called broker? But do you understand what I mean? A little lower than they are broke. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Let me say this. Anger towards the rich never makes you rich. That is a sign of poverty. It's, it's, it's a sign of poverty that will not allow you to go free. To be irritated by the rich is a problem. Are you hearing what I'm saying? All right. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 30, 30, 38. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 38. I, I want us to look at the curse. Thank you, Lord Jesus. One of the things I want to do next day in our church is to have a school of prosperity. Uh, teaching our people hours on this. Because I don't think we do enough justice to it on a Sunday morning. So I want to have a school of prosperity where people are not looking at the time. I'll just teach and teach for hours. Because the demon of poverty is so strong in people's mind, it needs a lot of work to be, to be renewed. Are you following this now? Deuteronomy 28, verse 38. Look at it. You shall plant and cultivate vineyards, but you will neither drink of the wine nor gather the grapes, for the worm will devour them. That's the curse. Did we see an example of the curse in the New Testament? You must never build a doctrine on Old Testament alone. So let's look at the New Testament example of someone who operated under this. Remember, when I say the curse, I am not saying the people are cursed. I'm talking about the curse system of the earth. Is that okay? So you must clarify this now. Because you don't go ahead and say, oh, no. The Lord just told them, this is what is happening to you. The Lord did not say, you guys are cursed. Mm -mm. He says, this is what is happening to you because of your ways. If you adjust your ways, the happenings will be different. You you follow that now? So, uh, in Luke chapter 5, we see a New Testament example of the curse operating. Luke chapter 5 and verse 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Luke chapter 5. And uh, verse... Verse 5, Luke 5, 5. Um, Peter, again, Bible doctrine must be consistent. Jesus took the boat of Peter, uh, the, port, the boat, boat of Peter to preach. Boat. Peter put the kingdom first. Right there. Put the kingdom first. And what Jesus said is if you put the kingdom first, then I'll bless you. So that law, pastor, made it impossible for Jesus to use Peter's boat and to leave Peter broke. Now, pay attention here, please. Pay attention here. Peter was not sowing so he can get. When, you, when this becomes your life, when this becomes your life, 
Giving is not about what you get from God. As you act on that, abundance comes. So Peter gave Jesus the boat. But look at this. Simon answered and said, Master, we walked hard. How many? All night. We walked hard all night. So, hey, hey, Peter was not lazy. There is a system of curse on the earth that can invalidate your hard work if you don't walk in the blessing. If you don't know what you're doing. Are you still here? So, we've walked out all night and what did they catch? Nothing. So they didn't catch anything not because they were lazy, not because they didn't know what to do, but look at what Peter says. But I will do as you say and let down my nets. Same Peter. Let's read the next verse. Next verse. Verse 6. When they had done this, they enclosed, what's that? A great, what? Quantity of fish and their nets began to break. Same water, same Peter, same boats, same nets, same day. Same fishes that refused to come to his nets when Peter obeyed Jesus by faith. By faith. By faith. What's faith? Acting on the word as if it's true. Because it is. So Peter let down the nets. And the cursed system was broken by the blessing. Now pay attention to this. Peter walked all night, caught nothing. Dropped his net in one hour and closed a great quantity of fish. What's the curse? What's the curse? The curse is working hard and there's little harvest. The blessing is what? Working hard and there's much harvest. You walk all night and there's nothing to show. You walk few hours with the word of the Lord and the blessing and the fishes has no option to obey you because remember Genesis 1:28, be blessed and subdue the earth. Come on, someone say the blessing is on my life. Oh, say one more time. Say the blessing is on my life. Come on, say it one more time. Say loud and clear. Say the blessing is on my life. And this is what we're trying to teach you. You see, when I teach you prosperity, I'm not teaching you prosperity so that I can be rich. I'm teaching you so you can be blessed. Because I'm already blessed. You don't have the capacity to bless me. You're too broke to do that. You are L limited. You're not El Shaddai. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I love you so much, but you are L limited. Turn to someone and say, neighbor, I just wanted to tell you that you are L limited. You're not El Shaddai. And, and we need to know that your company is L-limited. You need to know that your talent is L-limited. And it's important to know that it's only God who is El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Are you still here? 
If a preacher does not act on the word, he can be broke. Holy, righteous, born again, going to heaven, but broke. Because he needs to know the blessing and put, and put faith into it. That's why that prophet, um, Elijah, said, my husband is dead and the creditors, right, coming to take my children. The prophet did not say, you are, your husband was a false prophet. No, he didn't say that. Because you can be a righteous prophet and be indebted. Because if you don't put faith in the word, you can be righteous, but God cannot help you. Nothing is automatic except faith is exercised. Are you you following me this morning? Are we building on something? Are we learning something? So don't assume that your good intentions will make you rich. No, no, it's it's, it's a wrong assumption. Are you hearing what I'm saying? If Peter has said, well, master, thank you very much. We've told all night. I appreciate you using my boat, but I'm tired. He would go home without fishes. Now, like I said, I've created the balance of this message in this book. God did not also just multiply fish and put in Peter's nets. Peter had to let down the net. Because God will not break earthly principles to bring wealth to you. He will put the blessing as you engage earthly principles. And that's why you have to be careful of miracle money teaching. You need to be careful of that. Because that's teaching people about accessing money and not walking the laws. And there's a problem right there. There is a problem right there. Can God give us money supernaturally? It's not the norm. That's not the normal. The believer is not designed to live by miracle money. I'll give you two two scriptures. When there was no money to pay tax and Judas was not there, Jesus brought gold from the mouth of the fish. He never repeated it. He did it once. When the prophet's oil was multiplied, Elijah told the widow, go and sell. Because what God brings by miracle, you sustain by principles. So it's like, I'm going to multiply oil to you, but then you start oil business. If not, you will be indebted and you cannot depend on miracle multiplication anymore. Are are you still here? I'll give you a New Testament example. When Jesus performed the five loaves and two fishes miracles and multiplied the food and the fishes, what did he say about the fragment? Gather the fragment. So we are not in a position to multiply five loaves anymore. Even if we want to multiply loaves, we have much more than we started with. Because you gather. So, we're not teaching prosperity with laziness. That's not it. That, that's a false prosperity dimension that if you just put money in the offering bowl, then God is just going to start causing money to come to you. No, no, no. I talked about relationship and skill here. If your skill level is not what people will pay for, you will die broke even with the blessing on your head. The blessing is not an endorsement for laziness. It is God's supernatural ability on your natural ability. Are, are you still here? Are we, are we building something here? You've got to understand this now. 
Because then people, the blessing is not God's endorsement on your laziness. The blessing is God's supernatural ability on your natural ability. Are you understanding this? Because people take this message and go lazy waiting for God to bless them. It's, listen, no teaching of scripture will contradict another place of scripture. It says, he that does not walk is not permitted to eat. That's the law of the Christian faith. Are, are we building something here? All right. Are you, are you learning something? So some of you can already know why you are broke. Some of you can diagnose yourself. This is, we're giving you signs, symptoms of poverty now. <laughs> Work hard, little is coming in. That's a symptom of poverty. Toiling all night and catching nothing. Tried all kinds of businesses and nothing is being produced. Those are signs. So what do you do? Now, this is not a message to say everybody will be a millionaire, but this is a message to say everybody can be richly supplied. Because some people cannot be millionaires because they don't have the logic to be millionaires. They don't have the habit to be millionaires. They don't, the poor, you would always have with you, there are people that will fulfill that scripture. God, people that will fulfill that scripture because they are too indisciplined to walk in the blessing. They never write a budget. They never have a budget. They never stick to a budget. You can have the blessing and still be broke. Some are not frugal. I told on frugality there. You waste money on anything. Some of you, you waste money on soft drinks every night. One bottle every day. 365 bottles. You're not a drunkard. But the same money people waste on alcohol, you waste it on juice. So the same results they get by wasting their money on alcohol, you get the same results, only that just move them a little, yours do not move you, but both of you will end up broke because both of you are drunkards. One is juice, one is alcohol. Do you understand that? You take a carton of juice every month. They take a carton of stage of money is the same. So both of you will end up broke. One a broke drunkard and one a broke believer. Broke juice drinker. It's frugality. You know, because you can look at people drinking and feel like, oh, you know, that's, uh, oh, that's, uh, that, that. No, no, but you can be, you can have that same habit. And most importantly, you are not stewarding your body as the temple of the Lord. God is not prospering you to eat yourself to death. You have to learn that now. He's not prospering you to eat yourself to death. God is not giving you money to eat cancer. You've got to look at your body and renew your mind where that is concerned and eat to live, not eat to die. Don't dig your grave with your spoon. Are you following this now? So kingdom prosperity is not just about money. Are, are you following this now? Are you following this now? Are you following this now? So we, we've understood the curse. We've understood the curse. So you can, you can identify the curse. Praise God. Yeah, I know most Christians are guilty of that. 
because they want to show God has blessed me. No, no. That's not a sign that God has blessed you. Uh, I'll say this now, just to help you. In the Old Testament, Jesus or the Lord gave them dietary laws. Not just because he wanted to tell them you can eat this and not eat this. If you ask any nutritionist about the laws, the food that the Lord said the children of Israel must not eat, that they are unclean. If you ask any nutritionist, they will tell you that the recommended food that the Lord gave are still the best. Because even in the wilderness, while he was supernaturally protecting them, he gave them dietary laws not to break the law of nature. Are you, are you, are you following this now? It's so important. And, and, and you know, some people say, I kind of struggle with this. No, it's mind renewal. And you know I'm big on this? Because I know you're going to prosper. Okay, only one person got that. Some, your, some of you, your mind is driving slowly. I know you're going to prosper. So, I am forewarning you on the excesses of prosperity. God is not prospering you to make up for your childhood that you did not lick ice cream. You know, some of you didn't like ice cream when you were young and you feel like the years that the canker worm and the palmer worms have eaten, finally, we are restoring them. <laughs> All right, let's leave that. Let's, we have a lot to do today. God's thought on prosperity. God's thought on prosperity. Third John 2. Third John 2. God's thought on prosperity. Now, in 3 John 2, verse 1, it says, The elder to the chosen lady and her children, whom I love in truth. 3 John 2. Sorry, I'm reading 2 John. 1 John. 3 John. 3 John 1, verse 2. That's 3 John. Verse 1 now. The elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Whom I love in truth. That's what I wanted to get. So he's speaking to Gaius and he says, I love you in truth. Then he says, beloved, I wish. Now, that word wish in the King James Version, it's not, it's not strong enough. Right? He says, I pray that in all respects, underline that word if you can in your Bible, in all respects, and that is important. That is important. I, I, I want us, listen to me, Fortress Assembly. I want us to take everything that God has for us. Are you hearing this now? Don't live below your covenant privileges. I pray that in all respect, you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul. How many of you remember we dealt with the soul in, in, in a few uh, sessions back? Just as your soul prospers, all respect would include money. Will that include money? This is my desire for you. Now, the word prosper there in the Greek, it's a very simple word. It means 
uh, like a successful journey to end well, right? To, to get along well, to have a way opened is a do in the Greek, to get along, to succeed, to be successful in something. Now, what I want you to pick is in all respect. Let's look at a, as an Old Testament example of this. Genesis 24 verse 1. Genesis 24 uh, verse 1. Okay, let's just do that. Genesis 24 verse 1. Look at how Abraham was described. Hey, come on. This is my favorite verse. I like it. I like it. Can we read it together, everybody? Let's read it from the slide. Everybody wants to go loud and clear? Now, Abraham was old advanced in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in how many ways? How, how many ways? I didn't hear that. How many ways? Can we say every way is in all respect? Can we, can we say that and we will be correct? That's your father of faith. And we know the source of the blessing. God bless them. Listen to me, saying of God. Listen to me. If you attribute, if you can attribute everything you have to your hard work, you're not working in the blessing yet. If everything you have is your skill, you're yet not working in the blessing. You know why? Because someone who doesn't know God can still get that. I don't attribute everything I have in ministry to my skill. I don't. Because the blessing is still at work. Hallelujah. Are you still here? All right. You know, let me say this very quickly. You know, the Lord warns us about that. He says, when I have blessed you, do not say, do not say, come on, come on, somebody. Do not say, do not say the strength of my arm has gotten me this way. Don't, don't say it. Be careful how you talk about why you are blessed. Be, be careful about that. You must leave enough space for the blessing. I, I'm work hard, I'm talented, I do this, but thank God for the blessing. So it's otherwise you may say in your heart. Now, you don't say this loud. You don't say this loud. You don't, you don't talk to people about it. But in your heart, you say, come on, come on, what? My power. Oh, 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 oh. But he says, I am the Lord thy God that giveth thee power to become wealthy. But after the power has generated the wealth, you now say what? Come on, what's that word there? My power and the strength of my hand made me this wealth. You need to be careful where you are attributing the power. You need to be careful where you are attributing the power. Because most people obey God when they are broke. Most people don't obey God when they are rich. Because it's only when you have transport money that you can pay your way to Tashish when God is sending you to Nineveh. If you were broke... You will not disobey God. But you could pay your transport. Don't pay your way out of God's will. Don't be too rich 
you can pay your way out of the will of God. Are you still here? Are we building something this morning? Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 11. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 11. It says, it talks about the blessing. It talks about the blessing. Thank you, Lord. Now, please, are are we together? Are we? Are we together? When Moses, I, I need you to do this, right? Take it as your homework. When you go back home, study the blessings. I took my time to do it. I do it every time. You look at my Bible. I just bought this new Bible. I've started going through the blessing again. Study the blessing and the curses so you don't mix them up in your life. And you know what the curse is. Now, to be so distinguished, when Moses was to pronounce the curses in uh, Deuteronomy 27, Pastor, God told him, climb Mount Ebal. So he climbed Mount Ebal and proclaimed the curses. When he was to proclaim the blessing, he went, God says, go to Mount Gerizim. He went to Mount Gerizim and proclaimed the blessing. And it was to let the children of Israel know that there was a big distinction between the blessing and the curse. And don't mix them up. Don't mix them up. And history has it that Mount Gerizim was fruitful. Green. Mount Ebal was dry and parched. Scientists have proven that if you plant two trees, two, two, two plants, and I'll talk about that later this afternoon on the Law of Words, and you go to a plant and you address them huh, as humans, talk to them well, you're flourishing, you're growing, you're a beautiful plant, that plant will be flourishing. If you go on a plant and you speak curse words, curse words, that plant will wither. Most of you curse your life. And God can't help you. Because your own renewed mind has poverty thoughts and poverty speeches. That's why the first thing God will do if he wants to prosper you is not to give you money because the money will not stay with you. Is to first of all renew your mind. If God can get your mind, money is not a problem. Because I tell you something, sometimes prosperity is not money. It's the relationships, the quality of the relationship. Sometimes God wants to bless you. He takes you and puts you close to a man who is blessed. And the anointing of increase rubs off on you. The anointing of increase. And this is not a faith confession. The anointing of increase is on my life. You cannot get around me and it will not rub off on you. It's not a statement of... Uh, it's not, I'm not trying to make a confession. I'm not trying to... This is it. I am blessed. That's the truth. If you hang around me long enough, it will rub off on you. Are you following that now? And I can show you from scripture. It's called blessing by association. Lot, God bless, hanging with Abraham. When he left Abraham, the curse went into work. He, he, he took nothing from Sodom. And remember, it was because of his abundance that made him to separate. So where was everything? Because that thing was not sustained by the intelligence of Lot. 
it was sustained by the blessing of Abraham. Be careful who you want to separate from. After you have been blessed. And this is not about threatening you. Don't live where you are blessed. Why do you like to suffer for nothing? Are you still here? You're blessed. You're doing well. What are you, what are you looking for? Because if you keep walking, what is walking, it will keep walking. I can't repeat that, but I know it's good. Do you understand this? You dance with who brings you to the party. If you dance with another brother, you will trek home. If I brought you to the party, you dance with me. I don't care how good looking that dude is. If I took you to the club, you dance with me. If you dance with another brother, you will walk home. You work with who God puts you with. And stay in the blessing. Are you still here? Sometimes, for the blessing, God will put you with people. And not give you money. And those people will teach you how to get the money. Because God will not teach you what he has put in someone close to you. He would require your humility to learn from that person... Then he can exalt you. Pride keeps people broke. Are, are we still together? All right. Deuteronomy twenty-eight eleven. Deuteronomy twenty-eight eleven. It says, "The Lord." Oh, I like this. I like this. I like this. I like this. Will make you. I, I I always like the word make. You know, I like the word make. Even if you were not it, he would construct you to become it. I like every time I see the word make. Come, I will make you fishers of men. It means that you were not a fisher of man, but follow me. I will make you. Don't, don't worry about you. Just follow. It says the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. He's the one that will make you do it. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Man, when I look at my future, I smile. Like, ah, I will be so rich. It humbles me. When I look at how blessed God is making me, I I am humbled. I am humbled. It, It can't make me proud because I know that there is nowhere in my history, in my generation, in my education, that I can walk in this blessing. He will make you abound in prosperity. The Lord, the Lord, not your job, the Lord, the Lord, will make you abound in prosperity. So we know who is making us abound. (laughs) We know who is making us abound. Don't confuse who is making you abound. 
Are you still here? <laughs> oh, glory to God. You know, the children of Israel up till today have a mindset of wealth. Because they don't know anything else. They were raised with the covenant. Israel feels special. They, they, don't, they don't listen to the world. They, they don't listen to anybody. And they have a right not to listen to anybody. Because they know the covenant. In a desert, is the most prosperous nation in the desert. Has the best military intelligence. Has resources. You are either their friend or you're not. You never see an Israeli prime minister going to other nations to seek for alliance. Everybody wants to say, do we line up with Israel? Small nation in the desert. If you throw bombs into that nation, they'll give you 10. They, they speak bold. Never apologetic. Fruitful. We all travel there for pilgrimage. We all take money there. We all want to see the Sea of Galilee. We all want to see Lazarus Tomb. I want to go there also. You too? That's more money for them. But do you realize it's just a consciousness of the covenant? Just conscious of it. Are you aware that you are now the Israel of God? Are you aware of that? Are you conscious of that? Do you talk that way? Do you live that way? It, you, you, and he say it's not going to take just one conference. Because by the time you leave here, you're going to be reminded that you are Kikuyu. And then the limitations of the Kikuyu nation comes on you. The limitations of Nigerians come on you. The limitations, are you understanding that? So you've got to renew your mind. Until it becomes, it dawns on you that I'm a new man in Christ. Are you still here? Deuteronomy 29 verse 9. Verse 9. So, keep the words of this covenant to do them that you may prosper in how many things? I, I, I always want you to look at that word all. I like this definition of all. All means everything minus nothing. That's what all means. Everything minus what? Nothing. Since we keep the words, you'll prosper. Alright? Poverty, lack, and stagnation is never God's plan. God wants us richly supplied and prospered. Three ways we know that God wants to do this. Number one, he paid the price for our redemption from the curse. Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. Galatians 3 13. Hallelujah. Are you still here? Galatians 3 13. It says Christ... Redeemed us from the curse of the Lord. 
having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree, in order that in Christ Jesus, somebody say in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that he would receive the promise of the Spirit. Again, through that word, through what? Faith. So we're redeemed from the curse of the law. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 9. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. 2 Corinthians 8, 9. He says, for you know. So, I, I like this. You know, I like this. He says, for you know. So, pastor, you know, the next question I ask, do you know? Do, do you really know? <laughs> do you understand it? He says, for you know. So, the question is, do you know? Now, let me, let me say something here. I've heard some preachers Take this verse and say this is not about money. And that's a problem. Because chapter 8 was talking about money. Chapter 9 verse 1 to 8 was talking about money. Chapter 9 verse 10 to the last was talking about money. Only verse 9 cannot not be about money. It says, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet, yet, for my sake, he became poor. So that you, through, that means your source of wealth is through the poverty of Christ. What is that poverty? His death, burial, and resurrection, the gospel. The gospel. Through his poverty, might. Pause there. Why might? Might makes it optional. Because some people will not take the option. Right? Yeah, if I say might, might is not a short statement, right? Like in that sense. He's that the other statements are sure for you know that he did this yet for your sake he became this so that through his poverty the options are now open like who is taking it are you following that that through his poverty you might that is the other word I like become become means even if you were not it you will become it. <laughs> Don't worry about where you are starting from. Just worry about your mind. Are you following this? Oh, never be bothered. Me, me, ah. You know, sometimes, literally, I go and preach in some nations. They put me in certain hotels and I start crying. And I'm asking myself, how did I get here? I'm just asking myself, how did I get? I try to calculate it in the natural. There's no way. No way. It's the blessing. It's the blessing. How do you think I'm standing here? It's the blessing. Why do you think I'm preaching to you this morning? It's the blessing. Why do you think I can travel to the nation and come with a team? It's the blessing. 
Why do you think we're not raising funds and we're not telling you how broke we are and we're not telling you about orphanages we have when nobody stays in them? It's the blessing. The blessing never permits us to be victims. You know, when the blessing is at work in your life, you can't see yourself that way. You can't. Praise the name of the Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Are you enjoying this? Psalm 35, verse 27. Psalm 35, 27. Psalm 35, 27. It says, let them shout for joy. <laughs> let them do what? Let them do what? Shout for joy. And what? Rejoice. Who favor my vindication. Seeking the kingdom. And let them continually, oh, let them say. How many times should you say this? I didn't hear that. How many times should you say this? What should you say continually? The Lord be magnified. Who delights in the prosperity of his servant. Are you his servant? Then what does God delight in? Your, Your prosperity should cause you to shout for joy. And rejoice and rejoice because he delights God takes pleasure in my prosperity God wants to show off through me God wants to tell the world look at my boy he's well looked after you know the Lord began to Correct me in the few in, in the last few months about my dressing. Because the Lord began to say to me, You need to be an example of the blessing. Now, this is not about wearing expensive things, but you need to stop looking like I'm not doing a good job. So I began to renew my mind. I began to, again, I have clothes, but I really don't. And God says, you need to now. You need to start. Because there are people now who are looking up to you, and that will just help them. And by the way, you are an ambassador of the kingdom. And so you need to to work on that now. And it's mind renewal for me, because I grew up, with a mindset of, yeah, okay, just. So your, your simplicity should not be done in such a way that, that sends a negative connotation of the goodness of God. Are, are, are you following that now? Now, it's not about clothes. Like I said, the Lord began to deal with me. This is personal. So, some of you already, you've passed that lesson. It's only that you don't have money. <laughs> I have, and I need to learn the lesson. So, it's, we're, we're in different classes. Some of you are already dressing good, but you're broke. <laughs> you, you are looking the part already. You just need the resources to back up the part. So, you're good. All right? Okay. So he says, let them say this continually. That means your continuous confession is that God delights in prospering you. 
That's a continuous confession. You say that all the time. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, can we deal with this quickly? We've got like 36 minutes. Let's deal with this quickly. Write these two scriptures down. All good and perfect gifts come from God. James 1.17. All good and perfect gifts come from God. James 1.17. Then, uh, Psalm 84 verse 11 says, No good thing will he withhold. Give me that scripture, my brother. No, Psalm, Psalm, um, Psalm 84, 11. Psalm 84, 11. I like that. It says, for the Lord, God is a son and a shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. No good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. What's your role in that? Walk uprightly. That, that's your role. Remember Haggai chapter 1? Your ways. What are your ways? What are your ways? You walk uprightly, you know, before the Lord. What is God's role? He gives you good stuff. God is not into the withholding business. He is not into withholding good things. He's not into withholding good things. He's into lavishing. He's into giving. He's into releasing good things. Are you, are you, are you here? This will take time. But you have to work on it. Get this message, listen to it again. Get books, listen to it again. I'm still renewing my mind where prosperity is concerned. Because my faith chokes at certain levels. Right? My faith sometimes comes against something. One day I was teaching, I think I was teaching in Abuja for my friend, Pastor Stephen Paul. And um, I was talking on uh, renewing the mindset, you know, having an abundant mindset and thinking of things that way. And there was, this, well, there was this flight issue. One of my flights was canceled. And, uh, and then I needed, to, I needed to fly back. And it was only business class. And then my faith choked. And I looked at the money. How do I fly business class back? And the Lord said to me in my spirit, it's the message you just taught. That's what it, you have to act on it. Was a local flight quite alright, and so I just bought the ticket. Now this is what happened: I just bought the ticket before I went to preach. By the time I came back, I realized that there were no seats anymore. Now, if I was to logically process that, calculate, do this, do this, do this, you know, but uh, it, it came to a point where you're looking like, if I fly business class, maybe I'm really, I'm really like, yeah, I'm not there yet. There can, be, there can be a period in your life you should do that. But, but I realize that for some of us, we have also gotten to some levels by our labor and resources, but our mind has not climbed. Because to be honest, I could give that money away. I could just give it. I could bless someone with it. But the issue is I don't see myself sitting in business class because I feel like uh, yeah, I'm not there yet, but I am there actually by my labors and my resource, but my mind is still stuck in economy. So my mind needs to move because once my mind moves into business, then first class is the next. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. Your mind needs to move that you can own your home. 
Your mind needs to move that you can build a house. Your mind needs to move that you can try. Come on, somebody. Your mind needs to move. You need to hold your mind and say, I'm no longer here. I was broke, but I'm no longer here. Glory to God. Glory to God. Your mind needs to move. When we were planning to come, I'd gotten the ticket before. And, and I saw this ticket for Kenya Airways. About a thousand, one thousand hundred dollars. One way flight. I calculated it. I said, that's expensive. Then I stumbled on one billionaire in our nation. He rented a, a yacht for his 60th birthday that cost almost 20 million dollars. When I saw it, I just went to the ticket and clicked paid. I just paid for it. Because I said, if for a 60th birthday, a man can do that, and he deserves it. Come on, understand it. He deserves it because he has worked for it, but I'm looking at the mind. And I said, I can take $1,100 and come preach God's word. You see that now? I'm not angry at what he did, but it's helping me to say, hey, 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 we can do this for the kingdom. And it's nothing. Are you following that now? This World Cup in Qatar, over 202, I wrote it down, I wrote it down. How many billion dollars was used for it? Let me check for it. Let me check for it, let me check for it. Undermine renewal, I'll say it in my notes somewhere. 202 billion US dollars for the Qatar 2022 World Cup for 28 days. 202 billion US dollars to kick football for 28 days. That's the whole economy of our continent. Spent in 28 days. And you want to buy property and you think it's too expensive? You want to buy land and you think like, yeah. Come on. That money for the land is coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And you know why you should rejoice? Because if it's coming, it's coming through you. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, let's see where we can finish. Just, just sit. Just sit. Just sit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You've got to walk on this in your mind. You've got to walk on it. I'm walking on it. I'm walking on my mind. I'm walking on my mind. In those days when I come to a nation, I, I want to stay long because of the tickets. If I spend so much money, I want to stay long. But these days, I can come flying and preach for a week. I mean, I, I think I told you, I was talking to you right about uh, your women's meeting. And I was saying, it's fine, I can just come preach and go back. It's mind renewal. I couldn't say that five years ago. I would think that I wasted the tickets. Like if I bought a ticket to come to Kenya, I must finish. Preach here. Any cockroach that needs preaching, do, do you, I must preach. You know, I get exhausted so that 
we will know that mm, we maximize this money. I, I don't think that way anymore. Oh no, I don't think that way anymore. I can come on a Friday and leave on a Monday. And two months come back again. Why? My mind has moved. And once your mind moves, the resources will follow. Because God is not in the withholding business. Come on, I said God is not in the withholding. Come on, somebody. I said God is not in the withholding. Hey, somebody. I said God is not in the withholding business. God is a good God. He's a good God. He's a good God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And when I did that, I got a call from a brother. And he says, on this trip, I don't know, either before you come back, but before this trip is over, I have a transaction that has pulled through. I'm just waiting for the bank to release the money. God said, I should give you $2,000. What that means is that God paid the ticket and gave me $900 extra for pulling my mind. That's like, boy, job well done. This is for you, for dragging your mind along. God is El Shaddai, not El Limited. Are you still here? Still here. So we have been redeemed to walk in the blessing. Let, let's see how the blessing works. Isaiah 51. I wouldn't be able to finish, but I'll, I'll see where I can stop. <laughs> this, is, this is a school of prosperity on itself. But how many of you know that we've pushed some things this morning? Yeah. Isaiah 51. Let me show you how it works. Thank you, Lord. A Christian should never be afraid of the future. It is bright. <laughs> I said it is bright. You know, I, I think I said it yesterday. I told my kids, I said, I'm training you guys. We're doing well for you guys. But you owe us responsibility to be of a blessing to us and your parents. But don't ever think we will be at your mercy. I told them. I told my son, he's 14. I said, listen, by the time you are blessed, myself and your mom will be extremely blessed. Because you, we're not training you as an investment for our future financial security. You are L-limited. Don't think of your old age like in luck. Don't think of it that way. It's not a good picture. Genesis 24 verse 1 is the picture of your old age. And Maxwell was old and well advanced in age. And God had blessed him in all ways. What a good way to summarize your life. You know, when you are rich, there's no so much biography. You don't read. He gave birth to 17 children. He now went to primary school in Kutukutu and married. And... No, 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 no. They are trying to fill up the space. Isaiah 51. Have you seen books that, that we write about the author? One full page. This one. He did this. Traveled. This one. That's one. When Ora Robot was alive, you could send any letter to him by just writing Ora Robot, Tulsa, Oklahoma. The letter will get to him. Hmm? 
But you know if they want to write a letter to you, you know how they will describe you. Hmm? Mr. XYZ, behind behind Carisho Gardens, after because you are not known, where you are is not known. And one person they are looking for, address line is five lines. God is delivering you from that. Come on. I said, God is delivering you from that. God is going to give you houses and cars and properties. You're going to be blessed in the name of Jesus. All right. Let's wrap this up. We've got 23 minutes more. Uh, did you do my calculations for me, Pastor? Perfect. We, do, we want to talk about Abraham now. Isaiah 51 verse 1 says, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness, you who seek the Lord. Remember, we said all scriptural truths must align. Seeking the Lord, putting the Lord first, not seeking prosperity. Listen, we're not teaching you a message to seek prosperity. Don't do that. Don't do that. You seek the Lord. You seek the Lord. You put the Lord first. You put the Lord first. If you put the Lord first, he knows how to take care of you. Now he says, look to the rock from which you were hewn. That means look at where you came from. Look to the quarry from which you were dug. That means if you were caught from a rock, if I caught a small rock from a bigger rock, how many of you know that that's the same quality of rock? It's just the size. So the way Abraham is, that's how you are. We sing the blessing of Abraham and mine, but we haven't renewed our mind to how Abraham thought. Hey, hey, come on, come on, are you here? Right, so you just pardon me, right? Even if I don't finish, wherever I stop, you get blessed from there. Let me give you an example very quickly. Do you realize that when Abraham was sitting and he saw two, three men coming, what did Abraham do? He quickly ran. He took a goat and made a meal for them. Come on. How many of you see how Abraham is thinking? This guy already has 318 servants in his house. But he saw three visitors. The first mind is give them food. Stinking generosity. He's not thinking, oh, these are strangers. What did you come for? No, I'm already feeding 318 people. You not? No, he's thinking giving. He's thinking this is a stranger. They need to be taken care of. Right? Look at what God did with him. He says, look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah who gave birth to you in pain. When he was but one, I called him. Then, then, I blessed him. How many of you know in Genesis 1.28, after the blessing, the next two words you hear is what? Be fruitful and multiply. What happened here? Then I blessed him and did what? Because the blessing only knows multiplication. Now, permit me to say this, child of God. I need you to renew your mind to move from addition to multiplication. You, you need to move there. We, we, we always sometimes think of addition. But you need to think about the God who will make you a thousand times more. 
And most times when God gives us these promises, we always think of it in terms of time and how. Time and how is not your responsibility. Faith is your responsibility. Because the brother that called me and sent me that offering, I would not have thought he would do that. Not have thought in my mind. Some of you know where the answer will come from. That's the problem. I don't know. I don't know how God is going to bless me. But I know he will do it righteously. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Are you still here? All right. So I, I really want to deal with this. And, and, and I think I can end here. Uh, I can end in Genesis 27. Um, Proverbs 10, 22. Proverbs 10, 22. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you learned something this morning? Go back, get this message, listen to it again and again and again and again and renew your mind. Right? When you see a blessed man, bless them. Just bless them. It is, it is the blessing of the Lord. Did you see that my favorite word there again? What will the blessing of the Lord make you? It makes rich and he adds no sorrow, sorrow, remember the meaning of the word toil. He will add no sorrow to it. Do you have the New Living Translation? Do you have NLT? NLT, if you have NLT, NLT says, NIV, okay, NLT, sorry, NIV, please, NIV, NIV. The blessing of the Lord brings wealth and he adds no trouble to it. One of the NIV translations says, the blessing of the Lord brings wealth without painful toil for it. Without painful toil for it. The word sorrow there is the same word painful toil and sorrow when the curse came. What he's trying to say in summary is that the blessing removes the curse. The blessing removes the toil. And if the blessing is on your life and the toil is removed, you have no option but to be rich. To be blessed financially. Now let me show you very quickly how this works. Quickly, 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 quickly. Genesis 27. Quickly. I'll wrap up here. Got like 18 minutes. Genesis 27. Now, follow me carefully. I want to explain to you how the blessing works. Okay? So you saw I can walk in your life practically. Genesis 27 and uh, verse 27. How many of you remember the story of Esau and Jacob? Right? Hey, come on. Just bear with me. I know. I know we've stretched some time, but just give me a few minutes here and I'll be done here. Genesis 27 and verse 27, quickly. So he says, so he came, closed and kissed him. And when he smelled the smell of his garment, he blessed him. He blessed him. He's blessed him. He blessed him. Now, pay attention to this. How is the blessing transferred? By words. By words. By words. He blessed him and said, look at the blessing. See, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord had blessed. Now may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, an abundance of grain and new wine. May people serve you. May nations bow down to you. Be master over your brothers. And may your mother's son bow down to you. Curse be those who curse you. And bless be those who bless you. Let me give you a warning in this life. Never curse a blessed man. If God gets you around a man who is blessed, 
you stick with the blessing. Are you following that? But look at the words he spoke. All right. Then you remember Esau came. We don't have time to read all that, but Esau came and cried. He says, Don't you have just one more blessing? Why was Esau crying? Esau knew. He knew what the blessing meant. We don't know what the blessing means. We, we toy with it. We toy with the anointed. We toy with the anointed. <laughs> ah. Look at this. Verse, verse 39. Then Isaac, his father, answered and said to him, Behold, look at the cost, please. All right? We've got just like 15 minutes. Just bear with me. I know. We can get a bit tired, but just, just follow this final lap with me. Pay, pay close attention. He says, behold, look at the curse, man of God. Away from the fertility of the earth shall be your dwelling. Did, did you see the curse? Did you see the blessing? The blessing for Isaac was that the fatness... Oh, come on, pay attention. Just stay with me. Stay with me, please. I need to finish this. He says, the fatness of the earth is for you. That's the blessing. For the curse, it says, away from the fertility of the earth shall be your dwelling. The same earth, but for Jacob, he will partake of the fatness. For you, away from its fertility shall be your dwelling. The same earth. See, you can be in the same location and you are reaping of the fatness of the earth. Why somewhere, someone else in that same land is going away from the fertility of the land? Now read, he says, and away from the dew of heaven above. But for the blessing, come on, the blessing, he says, may God give you of the dew of heaven. Can you see that the blessing is the reverse of the curse? Now, look at it. He now says, the curse, we're looking at the curse. He says, by your sword, you shall live. Sweat. He says, and your brother you shall serve. And it shall come about when you become restless that you will break his his yoke from your neck. What that means is you are going to struggle to survive. You will have to fight anything you get in this life. You will raise your sword and say, you know what? I got it by my sword. Now, how did this play out? Last scripture. How did this play out? Last scripture. Genesis 33. This is many years after. Verse 9, last scripture. Let me close my notes so that you know it's the last one. Last scripture. Man, I got like a whole lot more on this subject. <laughs> but Esau said, now, uh, verse 27, right? Genesis 33, verse 9. I want you to look at I, I want you to look at uh, chapter 32 and verse 14 and see the gifts that Esau was bringing. Right? It says 200 female goats, 20 male goats, 200 heirs, 20 rams, 30 milking camels. They are called 40 cows, 10 bulls, 20 female donkeys, and 10 male no- These are all the things he's bringing. This is some good stuff. Look at what Esau said in verse 9. What did Esau say? Verse 9. Please. Take up, uh, sorry, verse 9. But Esau said, I have plenty, my brother. Let what you have be your own. Hey, pay attention. Don't miss this, please. He says, I have plenty. 
That means he has worked hard enough to have plenty. He had worked hard enough to have plenty. See the difference between him and Jacob. Look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. Please take my gifts which has been brought to you because God has dealt graciously with me and because I have plenty. Did you see the difference? Both of them say, I have plenty. One said, my plenty is because God has dealt graciously with me. So my plenty is as a result of the blessing. Now, I'll ask you a question. How did God deal graciously with Jacob? Follow me here. Don't miss this. God gave him a dream. And in one night, Jacob became wealthy. By God just showing him, take two animals and do it like this. How gracious can God be making you a millionaire through a dream? And Jacob gets up in the next morning, signs an agreement, acts out that dream, boom, gets richer than Laban in one day. And meanwhile, don't forget, both of them have plenty. But how did you get your plenty? Esau could not reference God. There is no God in the mention of Esau because it was through his sword. And Jacob said, take it. God has tread graciously with me. When the servant of Abraham went to look for a wife, Rebecca, he says, the Lord has blessed my master. And then he started listing the things. He says, with cattle, with this and with that. When Abraham came to the king of Sodom and says, take this gift. He says, no. He says, I've lifted my hands to God so that no one will say, you make Abraham rich. One of the areas that I did not touch, which I'll just reference and then we pray, is the area of limiting God. So I'll read a scripture and I'll talk about that and then we pray. Let's read a scripture about limiting God because we're supposed to move to how to break that whole thing, not limiting God. And they asked God in the wilderness, will you be able to furnish a table for us in the wilderness? Psalm 78 verse 19. And then please, I really want to recommend, I I still have half of what I've taught is still on my notes. So I I, I needed to touch on giving, so you need to buy this book and know how to give, areas to give, who to sow into, and this will give you the balance of faith, work, really. Please get these two books today, if you can, get both of them. And then they spoke against God. How did they speak against God? They said, they said, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? This is why a lot of believers are broke. Our confession. Can God prosper me in Kenya? So you need to look at all the limitations that you have. Praise the name of the Lord. I know how God responded to this in the book of Numbers. He says, watch. 
and God loaded them with animals, with meat. That meat was coming out of your nostril. How many times have you asked, can God prepare a table? Your greatest pathway to prosperity is mind renewal. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's pray. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.pastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.